There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. And welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island Podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, hey. Hey. Hey, it's good to see you. I, I thought you were trying to cue me up for an It's Oak Island Day. No, but that's not. tomorrow. I mean, technically, it's an Oak Island Day because if we're talking about Oak Island, then it is. We are here to talk about Oak Island. That's yeah. right. Well, welcome, everybody. We are here to do what Deidre calls the Megasode. The Megasode. It's the Megasode. Uh, we are recapping two episodes of the Curse of Oak Island right now, back to back. Well, not really in back to back. It's kind of all mishmash. Uh, it it's got a flow. Yeah. So episode five and episode six, Deidre uh, basically compiled them into our notes into like it, as if they were a single episode. Yeah. Made, made it's a two flow. hour episode that yeah. we're reviewing today, basically. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Well, anything new this week? Anything uh, happening? Doing good? Uh, we're doing. We're good. All right. We're I'm, good. I'm doing pretty good, too. Um, quick announcement. Announcements, announcements, announcements. Oh, thanks for the little song. You're welcome. You got a dance to go with that, too? <laughs> okay. So um, I'm starting a new podcast. You are. That's right. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that right off the top real quick. Tomorrow, we're recording our first episode. It's myself. So Dustin. Yes. And one of my best friends, Dusty. Yes. All right. So Dustin and Dusty, we are doing a brand new podcast called. Uh, don't called? look at me trying called, to cue no, no. you up. It's called Dustin off the past. Yes. Because yeah. you're so punny. Yeah. Well, actually, it was uh, uh, one of our listeners that came up with that name. Her name's Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. Awesome. And um, yeah, pretty stoked. So that's going to be tomorrow night at 830 Pacific, uh, 1130 p.m. Uh, Eastern, mm-hmm. and it's going to be chatting about things from the '80s and '90s and the 2000s, and um, uh, parent life a little bit. It's going to yep. be a, it's going to be a lot of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, well, I'll, you can if you're interested, come find uh, me on Facebook. Um, actually, you can go to Facebook.com/slash Oak Island Podcast. I put a link to the group where we're going to stream that new podcast mm-hmm. uh, in uh, on our Facebook group so or page so there you go uh anyway it's gonna be fun and now let's get to your regularly scheduled or not really regularly scheduled uh oak island podcast yes okay so now that these are compiled together and we're talking about the root cause Mm -hmm. and hatching the plan yes okay well hatching the plan was actually first yeah so hatching the plan Mm -hmm. then the root cause but that's not how they're organized in here just flow with us Yep. So let's chat. Let's do some research center off the top. Yep. We're going to hang out with our friend Carmen Legg. Carmen Legg got to go to the Oak Island Research Center. It was Mm -hmm. great to see him on the island. Um, He was there with Marty, Gary, and Doug. Of course. And they wanted him to check out this object that uh, Gary had found a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. um, in the spoils, the Dunfield spoils from Lot 18, right? Correct. Uh, Mundo. It's good to see Carmen. Like on the island. Yeah, yeah, especially on the island. It feels mm-hmm. like we haven't seen him enough this season yet. Yeah, it's terribly unfortunate. And you know what? Hmm. I noticed uh, him and Marty, like, matched. 
Did they? They were like twinsies with their uh, maroon polos. Broing down. Yeah. Maybe they're like BFFs behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And they're like exchanging uh, fashion tips. (laughs) Probably not. Probably. I mean, I'm down for that. Anyway, so they pull out the item that they found, right? Yeah. And it was like a chisel. or That's what they had initially thought. Mm hmm. Um, let's see here. My piss spoils. And he he's thinking it's a chisel, but Carmen's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, bro, you're wrong. Right? <laughs> it is look at here. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking down at our comments, and there's something says something's cracking, and I'm not sure. Cracking. cracking? I don't see anything like that in the in the chat. I see our chat's excited that we're here. Oh, what's cracking? All... I'm thinking he's talking about the sound. Okay, I need to stop. Uh, so they, it ends up being a cribbing spike. Carmen Lake yes. knows a little something about what those are. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're looking at the grain and such on it and mm-hmm. you know, how old it could possibly be. Oh, and Very old. Very old. We'll call it mid-1700s based off the grain of the iron. Yeah. I mean, that's old. So, um, well, yeah. Did he say, say he said mid 1700s or just 1700s? I think he said about the mid 1700s. Well, I mean, that's where they're getting they're getting a lot of dates from that neck of the woods. So, yeah, and Marty's very happy about it. Yeah, well, why wouldn't he be? Well, I don't know. Maybe you should ask Marty. Well, I could call him. He's called us after all. Maybe I should call him. And be like, I don't What's think he's up, gonna Marty? pick up. Okay. Well, maybe you will. Maybe I'm best friends with Marty and uh, Carmen Legg and you just don't know about it. You're right. That's very possible. Okay. Speaking of, Marty is saying they're getting a whole bunch of dates from the 1700s in regards to, they're getting uh, tunnels and shafts that have been previously unknown. And they have to make sense of all this new information that is coming in with these dates. You know, you kind of have to reckon what keeps presenting itself well that and how the like what appears to be the story now is that you know we could have had people depositing stuff in the mid 1700s but they could have been basically the last people to deposit things because it could have been going on for centuries before that as well Mm -hmm. so so like i don't know at first glance when i hear when i hear like mid 1700s i'm like eh i mean that's pretty close to when they found the money pit, right? Well, but, but when I remind myself, that could just be the last people who deposited it. I mean, it deposited there in the money pit. Yeah. But still, okay, if... Like Marty says, anything pre-1795 rings his bell, if you will. <laughs> anything pre-1795 is a pretty big deal. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And, that's all they wanted originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. That's all Marty wanted. Like he mm-hmm. set. He thought he set the bar high, but clearly he set the bar low because <laughs> the island is feeling yeah. rather giving at well, this current time. Spooner will raise you twelve uh, hundreds uh, <laughs> stone road. Yeah. I mean paved area. Paved area in the swamp. Yeah. Right. So, All right, cool. Well, that was it for Carmen. Basically, mm-hmm. it was good to see him, though. Yep. It was good to get a uh, what you know. What's his little catchphrase? Well, look, well, at, look at here. Yeah. So we got one of those. I don't do it as good as he does. Well, though. Nobody does. Well, yeah, because no one else is Carmen. All right. Well, let's go out to lot eighteen. 
copy that. We do we're the, on all uh, different Dun parts of lot 18. The what? We're on all different parts of lot 18 because we're hopping around looking for Dunfield spoils and lot 18 is hopping a lot. around lot 18. Do, 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 do. A lot of the money pays on lot 18 <laughs> as well. So sure. that does explain that. So in the just east of the money pit on lot 18 mm -hmm. dot 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 rick billy gary and jack are looking through one of the dunfield spoils area yep and clotworthy uh gives us a nice little flashback and reminds us that in 1965 robert dunfield dug a 100 foot wide by 140 foot deep hole which left behind a lot of dirt that was never searched for possible clues or valuables. And just last week, they found an artifact in one of the other spoils piles. I mean, the, the, there's a lot to go through. But yeah, well, if you... Okay, the Dunfield dig mm -hmm. was a big giant cone. It wasn't a cylinder straight down. No. That's something that they don't make a really... They don't put that across on the show very well mm -hmm. like they don't um i wish they would the way it would have tapered yeah i wish they would like explain that a little bit more they do sometimes i think on the maddie blake specials and whatnot yeah. like they talk about it a little bit more but it would it would benefit everybody if they did that because <laughs> you know there's a lot of people i see in facebook groups that say mm -hmm. things like well, they're getting, you know, they're hitting what they think could be a shaft at 90 feet, but they're right in the middle of the Dunfield pile. So it's like, uh, they already dug that up, guys. And it's like, no, no, not quite. They dug there in a giant cone. It tapered down. Well, you know? yeah. It was wide at the top. Itty bitty little. Yeah. And there was like a Dunfield. at the bottom. If you go back there and you're looking at where the different Dunfield digs were, there was like a dug. Dunfield Trench. You've seen that classic picture of him on the logs with Dan, right, looking through and trying to figure out exactly, you know, where where they coned down, where the trench tapered down. It, it's hard. Uh, I've gone through a decent amount of video footage and um, just plans that were drawn up and done that are publicly out there. And they may not know exactly where and and i don't they've got their best guesstimate got an idea they have a pretty good idea no i have an i have an idea what so we've seen steve's map mm -hmm. where it has the circle for the dunfield spoils right yeah that says dunfield's edge yeah so maybe that's at depth like at um 90 foot ish mm -hmm. that's where they would expect that width to be there because you you've mentioned it many times you're like yeah. that's that's not 100 feet across yeah no it's about 25 so maybe that's what they're estimating at the depth of 90 feet is what that circle you're seeing on the map is you know that makes sense um you also see in the middle of it it'll say like dunfield base mm -hmm. and you know where where is that like what what's the depth of that is if that's the dunfield base i'm assuming that's at 140 feet right so whatever the difference is in the slope slash triangle you could probably calculate but it's not going to be exact it's not i mean regardless um, hard to know but i just i wish they would go into it a little bit deeper mm -hmm. and be like hey slow up take a step back we want you guys to understand this because i feel like we kind of you know generally understand it our listeners are smart people. They of generally course. probably understand it, but a lot of people that just like are, you know, 
some of these Facebook groups have like a hundred thousand people in them. Right. And they're just like, yeah, whatever. And they, they don't get it. You know? Okay. I've got a controversial, what opinion, what is, what, what do they call those? Now, unpopular opinion. Ooh, oh, unpopular. Uh, well, whatever at this point. Well, um, I don't want to be like me. But I was thinking, just you know, as I was doing notes for this, they may want to thank Dunfield because right now, that's why they have a green area. Didn't I mention that like a week ago or two weeks ago? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you don't listen to me. Yeah, it's it. fine. Um, but they may just kind of want to be like hey you know we could be shut down yeah it, it you know it's good <laughs> like i mean the fact that they even have spoils to get through i mean if dunfield had figured it out then like they're saying maybe he did because of what they're finding in the spoils then maybe it was a lot more they obvious would have never when, got it maybe it was a lot more obvious when he was starting his dig too in the area you know like where he should be going and now it's just a jumbled up mess so it's really hard for people coming in after the fact mm -hmm. like our favorite brothers from michigan and their partner well, craig tester well naturally right like uh, that that makes sense but what he was looking for was probably something that wasn't subtle right that was gonna hit you in the face and be like ta-da and then the glowing menorah or whatever is gonna pop out but <laughs> if it's this offset chamber like is marty's leading theory yeah then he could have been coming down into what with those beams that came out of there what was the cribbing and the making that go into the offset chamber and had he followed it but he didn't have very long too yeah, six months to get in and get out. And I actually read a document online that he only had five months. Oh, so months. I may have been wrong on that front, but it's hard to say. He, okay, let's say he had six months. That's still a ridiculously short amount of time. We know a big dig with the brothers. We're talking like three years. Whoa. Yeah, well, he didn't have any... He didn't have any reason to... Um, to think he was wrong, and he, he? he's yeah. like, "Yeah, you're like, I'm gonna pull up the treasure, so it doesn't matter. Let's just create the ugliest hole, mm -hmm. get down to depth, and that's all he needs." Well, so. and what he did with his skill set was, you know, he made a stable hole, right? Wasn't he a jolly? No, a. Mm, I don't know. He was one of those smart people, mm -hmm. and created this based off of his knowledge base what marty goes on to point out which if i go back to my notes here and i'm staying on track because mm -hmm. clearly i'm off track is that in the side interview marty says that dunfield didn't have all the people that they had to be able to search and go through the spoils like they have right and with their wash plant with, with jack i mean jack might as well just be the wash plant <laughs> and it didn't have the same manpower it takes money it takes time time that's a big thing i mean they spend more than five months on the island as is right it usually it averages about seven so he's not gonna have the time to go through and look through this super carefully they're they're looking for the things that are gonna hit him in the face well thankfully 
at least one brother from Michigan mm-hmm. has a big bank account mm-hmm. and he can afford to stay there a lot longer than Dunfield did. <laughs> so, Luckily, because it's thank our lucky stars for that. Mm-hmm. So now we get to, you know, kind of be along in the journey. Anyways, mm-hmm. as they're searching through uh, this particular spot, spoils on just east of the money pit, uh, they find a large chunk of metal mm-hmm. uh, and a large piece of wood mm-hmm. with a fastener in it yeah and it's like it looks like it's been originally put in there right Mm -hmm. so gary go says they should be able to date the timber even based off of its fastener we should at least be able to date the construction right Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah you should be able to yeah oh yeah and but hold up step Mm -hmm. back rick lagina yeah okay that is a beast like I, I'm looking at Rick Lagina, I'm lifting up that giant, like ha, you know, partial beam. Yeah, it it's looks just like, like do, 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 no it, big deal. And I'm like, my back hurts just watching you do that, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a little. And he's like, bananas. he's pushing like 70 years old. Uh, yeah. Or is he 70? He might. Yeah, be I think he's. So at least. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, Rick's a beast. Yeah. He doesn't let anything stop him doesn't let anything rick smash anyways so he he pulls that out and <laughs> rick smash oh my gosh that's funny sorry and what he's saying is based they know this stuff came out of the money pit mm-hmm. right so whatever they find they're finding here it it came out of the money pit from that dig in that money pit area so whatever's in there it maybe they can chase it backwards in time and yeah. really get some more information that's just been laying around the island and not being taken advantage of. Well, even if they're not finding the treasure on the treasure hunt, they're finding all sorts of information on the information hunt. Yeah. So they're they are. successful when it comes to that. They might not have all the answers, but they're yeah. getting a lot of information. Exactly. So also lot 18, but on the west side. Mm-hmm. Billy and Jack attack. Yeah. They attacked that uh, Dunfield spoils once again. Yeah, that giant mound. Mm-hmm. Well, Jack gets a pretty big hit because he's like, he's he's working the metal detector. He's like, well, yes. Gary's not here, so I guess I got to do this. Yeah, he's like double fist in it. One arm's the <laughs> detector and, you know, shovel on the other. Yeah, and so um, he gets a hit and he asks Billy to dig it, you know, so that he can get a little deeper mm-hmm. to figure out what's down there. They come across another large timber, but it doesn't have any metal in it. So he's like, where am I getting these metal hits? <laughs> yeah. But it did. Um, when they pulled it up, like it had holes in it, yeah, like, looking like you could stick wooden dowels into this. Mm-hmm. And I think Clotworthy went in explaining, like, how uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. wooden dowels were preferred over metal because they were less corrosive and mm-hmm. they would hold the water better. And um, yeah, crazy. It, it, yeah, I mean, I'm even on my notes here, it says it looks like a giant Lincoln log with a dowel hole. You and your Lincoln Logs on Oak Island. Well, if we got some Lincoln Logs, we could just like punch some holes through that little section. I'm like, look, mini Oak Island. Let me build a money pit. If you weren't here for a season, what was that? Oh my gosh, like season six or seven, Mm -hmm. six. Deidre was all about the Lincoln Log theory out in the uh, Smith's Cove. Yeah. Hey, Laird confirmed my Lincoln Log theory. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's legit and Mm -hmm. we can keep calling it. Well done. So proud of you. We all proud of you. Say, we all proud of you. Clap, clap. All right. So then we had uh, Jack and Billy still investigating the spoils at another point of the episode. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Billy's digging. He notices some kind something that looked kind of odd. Mm -hmm. And Jack got a little bit of a closer look, and it appeared to be the original sod. Mm -hmm. um, like the grass mm -hmm. <laughs> under the like ground that, the grade. that they would have put all Dunfield spoils on top of. So it's like, what? <laughs> they found the layer in the sandwich. Yeah, it's pretty right? crazy. Like, they now know where the base is. You're pretty excited about this one. I was excited. Mm -hmm. Actually, I wasn't excited at first until they kept going. Well, they had the Jack 6000 on the case. He's going to keep going. They had the Jack 6000 and Billy's trowel, mm -hmm. and they keep going. And they're allowed to do whatever they want here. I know. So just so, go for it, guys. You remember the war room where Billy's like, I could go dig holes on the other side of the island and no one's going to bother me. Well, Billy's just digging a hole in the green zone. Yeah. So him and Jack attack are doing their thing. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting because they're seeing what appears to be more maybe stone road. Okay. Think about this. There's the Dun Dunfield dig. <laughs> He's placing the spoils on, on top, top of the road <laughs> of the stone road from the swamp and doesn't even know it. No idea. He has, he has no idea. And it wasn't very far under the surface. It's like sod road. Yeah. Well, Diggy, it, Billy did have his big trowel, so he, he's able to dig down a little bit. It might have been, a little I mean, bit, it might have been more than you. Okay. Realizing. It wasn't 90 feet, is no, what I'm trying no, it to could have been. It could have been like five feet. It, it shallow is a relative yeah. term here. <laughs> yeah, but when we're talking digging on the money pit, yeah, shallow is relative. <laughs> exactly. So I, it, that's just crazy to me. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, uh uh. Uh, yeah. So, huh. so it was like their, their initial thought was, I guess we need to get Steve out here to plot this stuff. Mm hmm. So did they do that? They're like, I think we need to call in Steve Guptill, put up the uh, Guptill call. Oh, the uh, the Guptill signal? Yeah, the, the Guptill, Guptill guarantee. <laughs> they should just like flash that in the mm -hmm, air and, and then he comes running. If you don't know what the Guptill guarantee is, you need to go back and watch our most recent episode, or not episode, I guess, just live stream on yeah. Facebook, our pregame live stream. Uh, Deezer showed off what the Guptill guarantee actually is. So go find it on Facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast. I need to get it on some merch. Yeah, you do. Okay, so sod. Oh, yeah, because Billy's like, this is everything that looks like a road. Mm -hmm. They get excited because mm -hmm. rocks. Yeah. And Steve comes trotting over. Doo -doo -doo. Doo -doo -doo. He's like, like I'll like grab my GPS. Yeah, I'll grab my GPS. And he does. Mm -hmm. And he yeah, takes some plots mm -hmm. to try to see if maybe the stones you know, would line up with something over there. Yeah. And he looks at his Topcon tablet there. He mm. remember when he got his brand new GPS and was telling us about it in yeah, that interview. Yeah, and how it's like everybody likes it so much better because it doesn't like annoy everybody like it doesn't to. make weird sounds mm -hmm. and talk to you. Well, he upgrade had mentioned that the tablet, like maybe you'll get to see more of it mm -hmm. because he can do some cool AutoCAD stuff and that you couldn't do on the other one. Well, we actually got to see some of the plotting on his uh, tablet there. Mm -hmm. I, I was able to, dang, I don't have it in front of me. I had the date and time and everything. And then it was <laughs> 21 degrees Celsius or something out when he was doing that. She's <laughs> not took... one of those weird obsessed fans. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, not at all. So I was screen shining because I wanted to see where all the plot marks were he had on the screen. And I'm going to overlay them on what I have for stuff. Why and not? maybe I can figure something out. Well, why not? Sure. <laughs> Don't give me <laughs> too much information. I'm going to take it. Yeah. 
So, all right. So they do all that, but yes. they, they call in the cavalry. Right? Yes. Well, after Steve says, based off of this preliminary stuff, it looks like it lines up to the swamp. Yeah. That's exciting. Very. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, we better call in the cavalry. So who gets called in? Rick, Marty, Spooner, Alex, and Craig, right? Yep. All right. So they go to check it out. And I can't help, you know, I, I, I'm not reading this directly from your notes here, but mm -hmm. Rick and they were, they all came down there. They're looking at it. They're moderately excited. Like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. But then I feel like they were like, they prematurely called in the cavalry because they're like, eh, I'm not too excited about this yet. I know. And I was like, why aren't you more excited about because, this? Because like literally they barely scratched the surface of this, sure. you know, and they probably should have like, well, I, okay. They needed to call in the cavalry because they need direction. Well, yeah. Like but, what do we do? Like, it's just funny that they were like, meh, <laughs> like, eh. Billy, I mean, it's cool, but like, he, know. he goes, he pretty much just pulls back another scoop and goes, well, look at this. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, okay, well that really does seem very road. Yeah. Like, and Spooner even jumps like, get more excited guys. I know it, Spooner's <laughs> like, I'll show you excitement and jumps in there. And it's like, yeah, it's got organic material on it and it's like rock on rock with organic material. So this seems like it makes sense. It would be the hunt of men. So, yeah. yeah. Remember when I said the projected path that Steve made? I said, why don't you just mm -hmm. go along some of that projected path and let's uh, let Billy in a green area go find the road i don't know if they listened to me i highly doubt it because it's not like i knew when they recorded it anyways anyways that's it yeah so that's that's the end of the dunfield spoils in our notes yes but okay. now we have like a very specific uh money pit stuff mm. yeah lots of money pit all right before we do that mm -hmm. In the chat right now, we have someone that's, that uh, hasn't been with us before. I just want to mm -hmm. say hi to Andrea real quick. Hey. Hi, Andrea. Um, she's from Toronto, and she says that this is her first time catching the podcast live. And she says, finally, it's one of the best podcasts on Oak Island, on the web. It's knowledge plus humor. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. And she's a bit worried about hearing spoilers since she watches a show in Canada days after the United States History Channel. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, because, like, it airs here on Tuesday. Uh -huh. um, and then it's five days later on Sunday in Canada. And we usually try to get the podcast in somewhere between those five days. Yes. And it uh, now, uh, so sorry, next week might not be uh, so lucky, Andrea, but we are glad you're here today. And I just want to say hi, because I saw that in the chat. Yeah. That's from uh, YouTube. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk Money Pit. Yes, Money Pit. The first time we go there, we have Terry and Charles manning the uh, operating table. Yeah, well, we're there for like a hot second and Terry is telling Charles that they're about 20 feet away from C1. Mm -hmm. Charles is thinking, yeah, C1, you better plan <laughs> this year around me. Yeah. So uh, Charles is stating that as far as they're concerned, this is uncharted territory and undiscovered area mm -hmm. and gold's out there. They just haven't found it yet. Well, they found some trace elements. Exactly. Yeah. How long have we been chasing a shiny gold thing? <laughs> a long, uh, long time. time. Yeah. Mm, long time. All right. So the next time we uh, see the money pit, we have uh, Rick and Scott joining um, Terry. Oh, and Craig mm -hmm. joins too. It looks like Charles isn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. Charles, Charles is like, peace out. Do my bidding. 
Charles is like, I got to go do some Mason stuff. Peace out. <laughs> I got to do some Mason stuff. Let me go calculate this uh, path mm -hmm. and follow it to my gold. <laughs> All right. So they're working on E 1.5 mm -hmm. in this area. And the team believes that um, Dunfield's search for the vault in uh, this is the area that mm -hmm. he would have uh, been searching. They looked at the 75 foot section of the core and Terry explained that um, what looked to be tight in, in situ material uh -huh. is what they're seeing. And then they come to what looks like could have been uh, uh Dunfield backfill. Yep. And Terry's a bit disappointed by that. Yeah. Uh, but Rick is like, Hey, that's actually good information because it confirms what they believe. And this is comfortable. I was thinking about the Dunfield uh, dig mm -hmm. that it, this would have been the section that Dunfield maybe filled in, or we are right at that edge. And so any information is good information. However, it's the next section that they're really interested in. Well, duh. That's sure. like the that's the zone where they find their wood that mm -hmm. they're so excited about all the time, right? <laughs> it's where they're hoping to intersect a tunnel or shaft or something. What what's it Steve said like an episode or so before? It's like we can't miss. <laughs> okay, okay, Steve. Steve calm uh, down. Calm down, bro. <laughs> we did that. That's just a button. Okay, Steve. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this one. Nah, Steve's a good sport about everything. He is. He puts up with us. So. Yeah, so this new section that they uh, get it onto the operating table, it's down to a depth of 89 feet. When it opens up, it looks like there's a lot of little chunks of wood and a beam. Could it be? A beam? Could be. And it's a solid chunk of wood that's pulled down. Scott says it looks like it was cut with a pit saw. Mm -hmm. so. And apparently Steve's there because he says, mm. Scott, what's pit saw? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Scott. And Scott us. has this wonderful educating moment mm -hmm. for all of us that Clotworthy builds on about pit saws and how you would work them back and forth and someone would be in the pits someone would be above and how you wait, can wait, 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 wait. identify that it's pit saw mm -hmm. is because what you're going to see is with the angle going up and then the person like a top would like tilt it and then they pull it down and that's why when you're looking at it it would change at these sharp angles so you're saying that Scott Barlow knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He okay. he gave us a more you know moment. I actually <laughs> well, sent him a message. I said, you had a very nice educational moment <laughs> on the show, you know, whatever day. He never responded to me. <laughs> he's probably like, okay. He's like, good, for, good for me. Good, <laughs> good for you. Good for me. I say, I know about Pitsaw now. Yeah. And then Worthy goes into <laughs> the exaggeration part where it... You know, since the dawn of time, pit saws and different <laughs> cultures have been used. Um, the Egyptians and he like he's showing hieroglyphs. Of... You know, ancient aliens probably use pit saws. You know what <laughs> they I'm saying? <laughs> they probably invented probably, the pit saw. You know, Clover is probably really well versed in pit saws. He might because be. he probably heard about it ten years ago on Ancient Aliens. I thought you were going to say because he's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Clotworthy's is an alien. But maybe who knows? No, I mean, I don't know. He I would, would not know. hold it against him. I would, I would, I would be very excited. So, our next interview with Clotworthy, make sure to put that in there. Are you an alien? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. He'd be like, All right. So, the next section of Money Pit, because it kind of ended there. Yeah. But let's go back to the Money Pit. We got Steve, Charles, Terry, Craig, and Alex. Mm -hmm. We got Alex Lagina at the 
operating table. Right. Uh, Steve says that they are ready to open the next borehole or ready to... Uh, ready to pin it. Pin it. Pin Put it. a pin in it. All right. Oh, okay. And that's a D1.5. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And I have a little side note here. It says, look at the map! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! And I point. see you have OMG. They added a column zero. So I've now had to go in and start adjusting. Wow. I knew Poor that thing. the grid was going to go further to the west and there'd be like, so there's a column zero and then there's going to be like a negative one, negative two, negative three, and all the way over. I, he can't create more alphabet. So I don't know if he's going to do something the other way, but who knows? Steve knows. When you, when you said that all that comes in my head is try some of column A, try all of column B. I'm in the mood to help you, dude. You ain't never had a friend like me. Ha. So there's a column zero, and I'm going to have to be adding that and updating the money pit maps. Because also, if you look at the screenshot from that, there are boreholes at zero Hmm. on the line. Hot dog. And my mind exploded. Yeah, well, they're awfully been, they've been awful close to line one for a long time now well, they've and it's been like, over it yeah but it's like okay guys like you you back yourself into a corner here now they're gonna have to go negative one negative well, two exactly like the dunfield circle has always come just outside of one and then we know we had e e j z like when Xena <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. is map the boreholes that were and further Aaron off and, to the yeah. side. Mm-hmm. And then the other way we have, was it shaft nine that is just off to the east on the money pit grid. So sure. anyways, there's a CD zero and a D zero and they need to be added to the map. And I just wanted to show that that Good is job. my informative. So did you add them to your map? They are. I'm working on it. Good job. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you. All right. So Clotworthy went on to explain uh, this borehole is one of 20 laid out in a strategic grid. Of course. Just so we didn't forget. Mm-hmm. And um, they've already found possible wooden tunnels at 75 and 90 feet. And they could date back as far as 18th century. Bada bing, bada boom. No, I was just looking at something. Oh, but I, you I'm are slapping, annoying me. I'm slapping something it's, over here. It, yeah. Well, you annoy me all the time. And you annoy me. Look at that. That's that's well, that's, called, here. that's called marriage. Is that what that is? Yeah. You ever see that movie, Princess Bride? Once. Me too. Only once. Okay, carry. On. We're only on page two of well, nine well, on our. Okay, notes. then. Okay, take it away. Speed us up, Mama. In my head, I just have you ain't never had a friend like me. Like <laughs> I get, I get these things in my head, and I can't get them out. And yeah, so you I'm have just like, like monkeys in your head. Okay, mm-hmm. so Clotworthy's explaining. Stop dancing. Okay. And we hear Marty saying that they did find two pieces of iron Mm -hmm. with gold metal flakes on them. Mm -hmm. And that the drill program has brought up several pieces of wood dated Mm -hmm. before any searcher could possibly be around the money pit. He goes on to say that's been, it's been an information hunt so far this year, but now they're looking for treasure. Didn't they do that last year too? Well, <laughs> and the year before yeah. and the year before i know it's just funny that they say things like that it's like duh why are you guys there <laughs> you're looking for treasure uh, information have to, reiterate leading it, them to treasure 
if you will. Anyways, yeah. the new core is coming over, mm -hmm. and Adam from Choice mm -hmm. Drilling tells them it's from 84 feet. Mm -hmm. Oh, getting down to the danger zone. Danger zone. In a side interview with Alex, he says they have a lot of strong evidence this year, but they also know they also have a lot of experience that you could miss by just the smallest of margins. If yeah. you miss by an inch, you miss by a mile. Where have I heard that before? I don't know. I think he must be listening. Uh, he probably saw us on Expedition Unknown saying it. What else? Yeah, that must you know, be that's it. Just, that's just us, you know, oh. on TV all the time. Yeah, because we coined the phrase and mm -hmm. all. Basically, when it comes to treasure hunting, yes. <laughs> so Steve opens up the end of the sausage. He's clearly eager to get going mm -hmm. and says that they have wood. Wood. And says it looks like they just grazed it. And mm -hmm. Terry agrees and doesn't, it doesn't look like they hit it head on. Mm -hmm. if you will so um okay terry goes on to explain that it gives good indications of tunnels potentially mm -hmm. and clotworthy chimes in he's like hey more evidence of a tunnel at 84 feet deep in borehole d 1.5 say what so i wish he's was, excited i wish it was borehole like f.25-9.75 that my is favorite. my, favorite. my um, favorite. Craig is saying that previous targets, in previous targets, the wood samples were dated from 1488 to 1650. Mm. They were at depths of 88 to 91 feet. So this is shallow to anything they have found in the immediate area mm -hmm. that, that he can recall at least. But, but. no, wait. Oh, he goes on to explain that it this could be part of a tunnel system. It's just not collapsed at this particular portion, which makes sense, right? That's versus. Yeah, not not all of it. Some of it might not be pancaked. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and we talk about how it like would tear up to go over to a chamber, and it would mm -hmm. need to be above sea level. Sure. Because if you're going to create tunnels that would flood and you're using seawater. Yeah, the seawater will make, you know, deteriorate all that wood and mm -hmm. break it down uh, over time. If it's above the sea level line, it's not wet all the time and it could mm -hmm. well, theoretically be. If you want to keep it dry. Yeah. It, and you're working with what you got. Sure. Then you're going to bury it above. Above yeah. sea level, right? Yeah. So Brennan McMahon says, uh, "Let's uh, hope the next five feet give us more." Yeah, because so, they're excited. Yeah, right. Because th that's the shallow part. Yeah, and so they're still drilling that D one point five. Adam from Choice brings over that next uh, ca uh, casing, sausage. the Choice <laughs> sausage, eighty eight point five feet deep on the table. Terry says that this is Christmas, and he doesn't want to be holding off. Uh, opening the presents <laughs> so he's he's a happy as a school kid right now he's he's full of the terryisms right now terry is the most like he's he's literally the most optimistic person on the island mm -hmm. like more than steve do you think is there anybody more optimistic than steve yeah terry matheson like he is always like it's the next one that's it's the true. next one that's true like, he, he doesn't lose hope he does not lose but hope steve thinks they can't miss well, but they do. With I their guess. powers combined. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyways, so they're drilling on D1.5, and Craig says that D2 is kind of their go-to area. Yeah. And this is really close to that. I mean, it is only, yeah, it's only a little bit away. Yeah, it's like a couple feet. So yeah. it's like right there, boom. And uh, Craig calls this a big can area. So this is definitely one of the ones he's pretty uh, yeah, I focused said, on. I said boom. Goes the dynamite! Just now I've our, lost my spot. Just for our old listeners that haven't heard that much lately. Yeah. So um, Steve says that uh, they have a wood. They have wood at the bottom again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, "I'm no pro, but I would say we're scraping down the side of something." Terry agrees and pretty much repeats what Steve said immediately after he said it. <laughs> and they are possibly looking at a vertical structure, and they are scraping down along the side of it. So yes, <laughs> it just made me laugh. <laughs> Terry just repeated Steve's. Yeah, He's like, Steve- I'm no pro. And Terry's like, I am a pro. <laughs> I will repeat what you said. And it's officially valid. Steve should have said, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. that's good. Stuff. So, yeah. So they do look at the small piece of wood uh, that comes out and it looks to be rounded. Uh, it could be a kind of knot or something in the wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex says that he thinks it might be axe cut. <gasps> and that's important because that would indicate old. Right. Scott, Marty, and Rick show up since they've been alerted to the interesting finds uh, that, you know, they possibly found part of a wood dowel Mm -hmm. at 92 to 93 feet, and they believe they hit a piece of wood about six inches thick, so that's Mm -hmm. probably what they're thinking they're scraping down the side of, Mm -hmm. and and it would have been an intersection of about 10 feet of materials. Yeah, I can't help but to think that um, these guys showed up again and they're like, meh, again, you know, like they weren't too impressed with what they saw. Well, they were encouraging nonetheless. They're like, you better find wood Mm -hmm. at this horizon in this zone. Mm -hmm. But like it's taken them a long time to get to this point where they Mm -hmm. can't miss. Yeah. Well, um, Marty did bring up his whole offset chamber again. Mm -hmm. And um he explained that that's his leading theory, of course, and you'd have to have a decoy um, where the shaft was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so he's like, he's stoked. He's like, you know, it, it, okay, he might not have been super impressed with what they had mm-hmm. at the time, but it just reinforces in his own belief, like, yes, we're finding what we need. And yes, it's an offset chamber somewhere. That's just what and he yes, keeps telling himself. That makes sense to him, for right? sure. Right. Because we know and, there was if you have an impression in the ground, then that's going to be like a giveaway. But if you have this offset chamber, because you dug down, dug over and up, you're not going to have the impression in the ground Mm -hmm. where the actual treasure is because of how it was dug. Yes. That's, that's all. That is all. All right. Alex points to the money pit grid and says there's uh, this kind of rectangular area where they are hitting wood. Terry says that it's about 18 feet by 12 feet. This like area. Mm-hmm. Um, Marty and Scott agree that information could apply that this information could apply to a chamber too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig hands Marty a piece of wood that Charles pulled out uh, that appears to be rounded. Charles says that um, if the dates, if this dates, old mm-hmm. then maybe it's the original workings and they were uh, actually constructed by the dowels and not by spikes or a combo thereof yeah 
the possibilities are in those people. Absolutely. Rick says that uh, the next step is to take this to 150-ish feet. Unless they uh, find confirmation on this hole, then they'll probably do another in the area. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. P.S. If you go to the end of the episode and you're watching and you do a screenshot of the map, there's a rectangular area that says possible shaft or tunnel. Mm. Just mm. saying. Well, I, I know I'm, of one I'm place. I'm watching your map, Steve. I know of one place where it said in a rectangular plot and there was treasure there. Well, good call. I guess there must be treasure in that. But I was in Cleveland, plot. Ohio. Yeah. Not, not quite the not same. Not in Canada. Sorry. All right. So um, let's go to the swamp. Yeah. We are wrapped on Money Pit. Yeah. Let's go to some swamp action. Okay. So Laird, Miriam, Helen, Liz, Alex, hanging out at the swamp. Who's Helen? The archaeologist that we have met for the first time officially. First time. And? the last <laughs> for, so now. Sad. for now you never know i know it's very possible that they could come back okay. like i'm holding out hope so okay sorry robert clotworthy <laughs> they reminds us about what they found three weeks ago with the pottery and how they've been working on everything mm -hmm. and that they actually have received permission to continue searching for evidence on the far west side mm -hmm. of the stone road that they found last year, which would possibly tie those two areas together, mm -hmm. right? Either this one, yeah, the one from last year and this new area that they're finding. So that that's more or less what their permitting says. Mm -hmm. Alex asks what they found and Laird has Ellen, Ellen, Helen, explain things mm -hmm. he's like here you go here's your chance this is your this present is your, moment. your findings helen, this is your moment <laughs> this is your time mm -hmm. and helen says that Can I ask him sheldon is that right yeah i believe yeah. so it says that they were looking slash investigating this area to the west of the stone road because it appears it just kind of disappears the the stone road would just drop off and nothing's there anymore mm -hmm. so is there anything there that could potentially link them together and they had just come down on a new layer of stones that seemed to match up with the cobble pathway and it's, it's what's going toward like the the road right and like and toward projected... the money pit yeah well, oh okay i was talking the other way sorry yeah and toward the money pit on the one direction sure yeah because like Steve said at the end of last year, he thinks it's a highway or what do you say? Interstate, the old island interstate. It's not just one path. It's multiple blah, blah, blah with exits and stuff. Mm -hmm. So well, this Steve is part also, of the Oak Island interstate. Steve said a lot of things last year. He has said a lot of things this year too. Well, you remember uh, his sea shanty that he said last year? So he said a lot. He did. He did. Um, <laughs> the Steve shanty. The Steve shanty. Anyway, so stuff. there's also like a piece of wood mm -hmm. that it like directly would link to that next section. Mm -hmm. And they can date that. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what they're looking for per the permit. It's uh, datable. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what their permit says is they're looking for artifacts that could tie it together and are datable. Cool. It cracks me up because then Alex goes 
on to say like did you find anything else he's like this is exactly what we're looking for like dude dude i found it already i'm just quick okay <laughs> don't ask for more <laughs> um but it's one of those things is it gonna shut him down <laughs> by finding something and laird's like yeah pretty much <laughs> that's the worry anyhow yeah this is also the section where Laird is explaining to Alex that they did like one of their goals this season was to do a, a trench or a cross section through the stone road from last year to see if they could find any datable artifacts like we've been talking about. And they did find a root that was growing under the road. It like wasn't invasive into it, which could actually they took a sample and has gone out for C14 dating, which means we might be able to get a date for the road. That would be fabulous. Heck yeah, it would. Uh, there is a little side interview with Marty talking about the archaeologist. Mm -hmm. And he says it's been such a big part of the search the last couple of years and their findings. Um, and they're finding a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But the elephant in the swamp is that if they find the first nations artifacts and um, you know, and they're following the rules um, what's going to happen, you know, cause it's a real worry. Yeah. And so until they find out a path forward with the new archeological archeological work, it's a little hazy as to how much further they keep going. Mm -hmm. And um, Laird tells Alex that they did a trend. Oh, you already said that. Part. Yep. I already went through all yeah, that. But, well, we didn't get the Marty part. Yeah. My bad. But then let's talk about this very sad war room. Okay, well, so Marty's been basically um, teeing this up yep. for like weeks and weeks because yeah. he's been knowing what's going to have, have to ultimately happen. So. Exactly. So we have what a powwow. We have Rick, Marty, Craig, Paul, Billy, Alex, Jack, Doug, Laird, Scott, Helen, and Miriam. It's a full war room. In the war room for an archaeology update. And this all happens like shortly after the tree root and the wood beam discovery. Yeah. Marty says that they're a little confused as to what they can and cannot do and feels that to date they have done everything right. And to him, there are these spots where it's like getting bigger and bigger that they can't go to. Yeah. And so what they're able to do is less and less. Mm. So internally, they've decided to make the decision to back down on archaeological methods for the time being and kind of let the dust settle on all this. Yeah, you know, I was I was real impressed with Marty mm -hmm. like taking it upon himself. He he needed to be the person to say it all. Uh, I You know, he yes. didn't delegate that to anybody. So uh, like he, mad props, seriously. Yeah. That's not an easy conversation. It's not. You know, looking at Rick, he didn't want to have that conversation. Laird oh. didn't want to have that conversation. Laird you know? knew it was coming. Yeah. Um it's just Yeah, and he did it in such a, a great and a respectful way he did and, and i really appreciated that well he's been saying it for weeks they need to you know they need to protect their own rights too mm -hmm. and, and you know they they've done a lot on the island they can't just lose it all because nope. they find some things you know maybe once this is all said and done mm -hmm. maybe they come back and do a full archaeological um 
well, like you said, the, the guideline know. right now, everything's a little blurry. Yeah. Like what you can or can't do, what'll sure. happen when you find something. So that contract or whatever the paperwork says probably has a lot of if this, then that, unless X, Y, Z, then that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, he let him know. Right. Yep. And so then we go on to, we have a, a final scene at the swamp with the archaeologist. The final let go. And Laird's not there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think they keep Laird. I feel. I feel like Laird couldn't bear to be there. I, <laughs> I was like, like my heart so bad for him. broke for him. Yeah, he didn't want. He didn't. You know, he didn't necessarily want this to happen, right? So. Uh, no, he definitely didn't. He's yeah. also been very clear that he doesn't agree with what's been going on. Yeah. So we had, uh, we had Marty, Alex, Jack, and Gary show up to chat with Helen, to chat with Miriam, and to chat with Liz, mm -hmm. and say, you know, basically. Though we're done right now. Um, but we, thank you. We thank you so much for all the effort you put into Oak Island. Mm -hmm. And um, if you have any bright ideas, give us a call. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and Miriam's like, oh, I had this idea. The treasure's right over here. Yes, right. do that and give us a call the same. Please let yeah. us know. And then, I, it, it, you know, what? it's kind of crazy because, like they said, on the last day that you've that is the day they came down on the connecting feature yeah. with the with the route with the piece of wood that connects the the road. Yeah. They just found that, and then you gotta go. Bye. At least they <laughs> yeah. got that. Yeah. So that was bittersweet, mm -hmm. and um, I bet any of them would jump at the chance to come back and mm -hmm. help them on the island again, uh, should the need arise. Oh. Absolutely. So and Laird, just to be clear, Laird's there still full time. Like he's part of the team and he's there to advise them and help them along the way. Matter of fact, he has his own trailer. Hey, and don't worry, when we get when when we get back to making trading cards again, we'll make a Liz and a Miriam trading card. Oh yeah. For sure. Still or gonna happen. Yeah. FYI. Because <laughs> you know that was something I'm sure everybody's biggest concern was. Oh, they're, if they're not on the island, do they get a trading card? They've been a big part of the island the past couple of years. Well, they yeah. deserve a trading well, card. Carmen Lake, you know, well, he's not he's necessarily gonna... on the island. Yeah, but, but he's going to get a trading card. Exactly. Robert Clotworthy has a trading card, and he's never been to the island. But he is the voice of Oak Island. Yes. All right. So um, let's let's go to a different war room. Yeah which is where they're talking with, let's see here. Oh, okay. This oh, is, Matt. The, yes. Uh, he is a mechanical engineer and he's the one that's got some different interpretations or ideas about what Xena's map says, yeah. which was interesting because he didn't really present a theory theory like we normally would no, see. He's just like, Hey guys, I think you've been reading this wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh, look at this little squiggle line. It's, it's, it's actually not pointing to what you think it's pointing to for that word. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an observation. And that is awesome. I'm so happy that they gave him some time to yes. explain that. And even it was just a little tiny thing that's been overlooked. Yeah. That's it. That's all it took. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was looking through this information. And I think he's saying, you know, you could be going down a rabbit hole when really that's not a thing. So he looked further into it. He looked at the actual French map explains how the draftsmen that made the map you know they do like the little lightning bolt he's very consistent in 
the markings. And seriously, guys, did nobody think the hole under and the hatch? Like, we didn't put one and two together? I got something to say. Okay. This, <clears throat> this is actually really good that this happened for lots of reasons. But here's, here's one that hasn't even been discussed yet. Okay. okay? If the map was a complete hoax, mm-hmm. um, it would have been noted immediately that this is how it should be laid out. The fact that it was a couple, of, it's been like what four years since we've seen the map show up on on the show, that this has been overlooked over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. To me, that gives it a lot more credibility because, like, if it was a hoax, someone behind the hoax would have alerted somebody somewhere even if they didn't want to you know be seen doing it hey make sure you oh this looks like it you know it's Mm -hmm. you guys aren't labeling this right or whatever yeah i think that lends a lot more credibility to it being something don't know if it's connected to oak island or whatever but something so i just wanted to say i I think it was an excellent observation i'm Mm -hmm. glad that it was something that was presented Mm -hmm. real or not real as far as that debate goes with Xena's map, but it was wonderful that you can see something like, Hey, I just want to help you. Here's some information I noticed after doing my own research. I don't really have a theory, but maybe it's going to help you along the way. And that is how this is going to get solved. Boom. Teamwork makes the dream work. I said, boom. Goes the dynamite. Yeah. I still want to go blow up some holes with Dave Blankenship. That's on my bucket list. I know you do. So I just want to say Matt, um, researcher. Good job. Good, good job, job, bro. Love I, it. I think it's really funny how Marty kind of jabs them. Everybody's like, really, guys? This blew by all of us? <laughs> we have all these brilliant minds sitting in this room together mm-hmm. day after day after day. And nobody I, thought. Yeah, that's a V8 moment. Yeah, it's a V8 moment. And Marty even felt like, really? Like, even I didn't we couldn't put that together guys. It, yeah. it gave me a good chuckle, but it was wonderful. So all that leads to doing some additional um, tests mm-hmm. out on the uh, Western drumlin of Oak Island. So they go to lot 22. Mm-hmm. It's Doug and Craig. They meet up with uh, uh, CSR geo surveyors, uh, Daniel and Taylor. Yep. And they're showing them Xena's map and where the supposed hatch should be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what they're concerned with. But the people are brought there to do a survey of the entire island. Correct. Except for Lot 5. Well, Lot 5 and then the Blankenship. And the Blankenship. Yeah. Lot. That's right. So, yeah. We knew they were going to do uh, like a, a full survey going into this year. Mm-hmm. Anyways, especially after the Behringer survey yeah. that they had found, Craig suggested that maybe they repeat that same type of survey, right? So mm-hmm. we've got the VLF method and then you have the uh, magnetometer method. So what they get results on later that we'll go into has to do with magnetometer readings. Mm -hmm. And that is looking for metals uh, underground up to 30. Yeah, up to 30 feet. So that's what that's looking for, such as iron or steel. And the VLF survey is looking for large anomalies, such as tunnels, or shafts, and that goes up to 180 feet. So that's not looking for metal, it's just looking for the anomalies versus the magnetometer goes down to 30, and it's looking for things particularly that are metal hits. 
I loved the graphic and as they were walking across this like hatch shows up right <laughs> underneath the surface. I was like, <laughs> it's so funny. They do that kind of stuff. They have to get the viewers excited. Well, and they have to give us a, a decent, like an explanation, a watered down explanation. So they're telling them, do this whole area. We want you to start here because this is what we're most interested in at the second, but make sure to do the whole island while you're at it. Yeah. So they do. They do. And then they go back to the war room with the results. Yes, they do. And uh, so they had Colin and Mitch from the CSR operations crew to come and review that um, the survey results with the team. Mm -hmm. And the VLR needed more processing um, before they can show those results. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't presented. But they did have this big colorful map with all this magnetic uh, intensity all over it. Right. And what caught Jack Bagley's eye, mm -hmm. he's like, whoa, there's like some something happening over on lot four. That's right where the hatch would be. And, and there was like a big spot and then the two other but smaller ones. There's a problem that yeah. you and I have been talking about. So they show the supposed map and then where the vault is, is a lot closer to the shoreline. Or that, sorry, where the the hole under the hatch is is yeah. a lot closer to the shoreline. The vault, or no, the valve. The valve. The valve is where they keep, uh, or is where they could have found this, but they keep calling it the hatch. Mm -hmm. And that's where we all originally thought the hatch was, because that's what we thought that was pointing to, right? <laughs> and so, I don't know. It, I guess when you're used <laughs> to looking at it that way for so long, that makes sense. Yeah, it's funny because Steve goes, "Well, I've been, you know, calculating it based off of what I've done in the past. You know, that's about." 10 feet away from where I would have put, you know, the hatch on the map. And I'm assuming he means from before. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're like, yeah, it's like 10 feet off the road and it's a pretty big hit. So if you don't know of anything like right there, you might want to investigate it. And they're like, well, duh, we're yeah. going to do that. <laughs> and they actually run out and do that. Like right like away. Like almost right away. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny that they, I don't know that they're excited about the hatch and they all talk about the hatch, hatch, hatch. And they had just cleared with the guy. Oh, the hatch is actually supposed to be closer to the shore. And then they're like, no, no, no. Hatch, hatch, hatch more yeah. inland. And it's like, wait, whoa, bro. Calm down. <laughs> I think that's the valve to turn off the water to the thing you're trying to get to. <laughs> Maybe. So look for that too. And so they head out to lot four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So. They have a powwow out there. We have Steve, Doug, Gary, Laird, and Jack. Yeah, they, and got, I, they got the big guns. They even got Laird out there. Yeah. And Laird is standing there with these giant clippers in his hand. He is ready <laughs> to take someone out. He he looks like he needs to take out some of his aggression after all of after the culling. He's had a, <laughs> he's had a rough week at least, yeah. you know? So they're like, get out of Laird's way. Um, yeah, but then, but then Gary, they tell him to stand down. Yeah, Gary was like, ah, bro, I think I got this, mate. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and Laird goes, Are you sure? He's like, I want to do it. And he's thinking, I, I need to take him out. <laughs> so, if so, Gary's going out to metal detect, and they have to bring Laird so Laird can approve that they're digging places. And Doug is following very closely behind with a ridiculous amount of flags and a marker. Gotta do what you gotta do. So they get a hit and <laughs> wait. 
Okay, sorry. Let me back up. So Steve tells everybody that him and Doug have put together a possible 11 targets together for them to check out based off of that map. So this might be like their first stop along the road, right? So, and Laird's thinking, okay, well, I can take them out on one of our other 11 stops. That's had to be a long day. That's probably why Doug had all those flags. And leads them to the area. And Gary says, Let's go, navigator. Lead on. <laughs> Lead on. And he does. And as they're metal detecting the areas, Gary says quite often right now that he should be able to winkle his way around, even though it's overgrown. He he winkles a lot of things out this well season, if you haven't noticed. He's a winkler. <laughs> winkle, winkle. <laughs> Gary first on his first find he brings up a small piece of metal. Yeah, it's kind of a squarish. Yeah, squarish, kind of really oddly thin. shaped. Yeah. It has like a curve to it. Uh he gives it to Laird. Laird mm -hmm. says, Yeah, it's too thin to be like a pot or something. Yeah. So what is it? And Laird classic. I don't know. We'd have to research it. Bag it and tag it. Bag it and tag it. Yep. So then they do some more work on lot four and mm -hmm. with Gary and Jack returning to the search and they um he, okay, so they have a metal detect hit, and they found, um, like, this stump. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, like, dig it up. It's, like, a really old stump. It's, like, crumbly and stuff, you yeah. know? And so they move it and pull it up. And there's a flipping leather strap with a buckle, uh, like, under the stump. Like, how long has that thing been there? Well, yeah. and yeah, Under a dead tree. That's, like, since died, mm -hmm. right? So if that was dropped, and then you've got all the forest floor that grows, and then a tree has since grown and died since it was found again. So that's, that's saying something. Yeah. If it's a really, really old buckle, I could see maybe the, um, I don't know how, how long it would take for that leather to degrade, mm -hmm. uh, in just common regular elements. It might be hundreds of years for all I know. I don't yeah. know, mm -hmm. but I'm excited to see more results. Like what they what they find out about the leather. Yeah. That's super cool. I, I'm wondering if they're going to take it over to like they. Well, Gary was like, he was like excited about it, but he wasn't over the moon about it. Mm -hmm. So he, I think he must know, eh, it looks, it's probably old, but maybe it's not as old as we all hope. Yeah. And he, that's what his, his kind of body language was telling me. Well, Jack gets excited when he's asking him like what it would be for. Mm -hmm. And they're saying for like a sling pouch, you yeah. know, if you're looking for rocks mm -hmm. for your musket, for your, I, I, I don't know, your slingshot, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Jack's like, I like the idea that it's a coin bag. And mm -hmm. like they were running through the forest and it breaks. Mm -hmm. And now, then there's coins of buttons everywhere. I like that idea too. So but speaking yeah. of buttons. Buttons? Yeah, they get another hit and, and they find something. Button. Yeah, they're like, oh, hopefully it's a coin. But no, it was a button. It was round. It was a Bobby Dazzler of a button. What kind of, what was it made out of? Uh, they well, sure. we'll get there. They weren't sure, but. One of the suggestions was pooter. Pooter. Yeah. I haven't heard pooter in a while. No, we haven't heard that in a while. Uh, so they yeah. they decide, hey, you know what? We need to go take this to Kelly Barasa and see if he can figure out what it is. Yeah, because it, it's an old button, single loop button. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So are we off, off to, to the, the archaeology, archaeology trailer? So Gary and Jack meet with Kelly, who I'm a fan of Kelly. 
Me too. Oh Should man, I love guy. his excitement. Um, currently, Kelly is finishing up cleaning an ox shoe. I bet you he cleans a lot of those. Probably. And Gary asks about the button. He's like, "Hey, how's that button coming that I brought you yesterday?" He's, he's like, well, looky here. I was like, just about to put it in the XRF machine. He's like, I haven't got to it yet, guys. Is more there's what so much being say. found. It there. That's why he has to be there all the time. Yeah, you live there, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they do end up putting it in the XRF machine, and they do it before cleaning it. Yeah. Because they want to know if there is precious metals in it. If it is the dirt, soil based, or if it's on the artifact itself. Sure. Exactly. All right, so they're um, they put it through the RF RXF um, XRF deal, yeah. So did I say RFX? Yeah, XRF deal, and they um, they see that it primarily consisted of copper mm -hmm. and zinc, and then the little elements are like popping up, popping up, and then mm -hmm. you see AU, which is gold, baby. Gold. So I don't know why we didn't get a gold dance again, but whatever, Gary. He's I don't think he has a gold dance at this point. What do you think? I think he he can't have it. He or he's hiding it. Yeah, come on, Gary. Proof you, is you in just, the pudding. You legit just found gold, mm -hmm. and you're not doing the gold dance. So yeah. So. Anyway, they're talking about well, how can this or like gold on this button? What can that mean? Mm -hmm. And I think Kelly Bross was like, well, it could be like an officer's button from military, British military. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of talked about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Kelly said it's definitely unique and. Um, basically really cool. Yeah, he's like, how about you go find some more? <laughs> and they're like, well, geez. And I'm thinking, okay, Marty. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging around Marty too much. <laughs> Taskmaster. Right? Yeah. So we do go back to another war room meeting. Mm -hmm. This time we have Marty, Rick, Alex, Steve, Spooner, Laird, Doug, Billy, Peter, Jack, and Craig. You know why? Craig's a, Craig is via video. Because everybody's there because Craig is getting ready to deliver C14 results. We know this is his favorite part. And everybody loves getting C14 results. Mm -hmm. Especially from Craig. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're all there for that purpose. And mm -hmm. Craig is going to give that C14 data. Um, and again, this is the wood found beneath the stone road by the archaeologists. From it the root. Yeah, the root. This is the root that they're looking at because they have bisections of it on the table. Yeah, and Craig says that they had it tested. The um, date, the two dates that they had uh, were the same mm -hmm. for both artifacts, both both pieces of wood. So the they root. only did the root. Huh? They only did the root. I thought they, there was a root and the other another piece. Yeah, but I didn't. They, they were didn't. both under the road, though. Yes, but the root is what they were just getting the C14 dating on. Okay. And they tested the inner portion of the root and the outer oh, portion see, to see. see if those matched up and make sure that their data was gotcha. good, right? Yeah, and so with a big smile, Craig said 1474 to 1638. What? Boom. And Doug looks so excited. Oh, yeah. And he should. Yeah, that's exciting. That's that's crazy, crazy uh, dates. Uh, C says that almost lines up perfectly with with what they had just tested in D two, the wood that was pulled out of that core, mm -hmm. and, over at the money pit. And um, Craig agrees. Mm -hmm. Marty says that. Um, okay, but what does that mean for the road? Yeah, what does it mean, right? And Laird explains to him it means that the route was there when the road was built. Like literally, mm -hmm. the road was built on top. Yeah, uh, because the route wasn't intrusive. 
Laird looks to Spooner and Spooner and he asks him if um, if that's his interpretation as well. And Spooner agrees, says that, yes, the root was there, you know, in his opinion beforehand, but probably shortly beforehand, which is subjective in this world, because mm-hmm. Marty asks if he could say that it was contemporaneous with the construction. <laughs> and Spooner says, yeah, I mean, add a few 40 or 50 years, maybe. And he acts like that's like this tiny time period, right? And if it was the exact same time as laying it down. With the work he does, like it, and geologically tiny. speaking, that yeah. is a short period of time. In but humans like, for speak, us, it's like, eh, that's quite a bit. Like, that's a big chunk of time. It's more in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But, you know, then he also goes and explained that how it actually fits very well with the dates that they have, um, with the stakes that they found along the cobble path. Exactly. And Marty then says um, it's uh, quite a way. Uh, from the time of the discovery of the money pit, like prior to, mm-hmm. and Spooner agrees. Um, Spooner goes on to say that there is a narrative here of people depositing things, and we have the threads to tie the massive undertaking at the money pit and the Stone Road con- uh, construction um, together. And to him, that's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, time out. I just need to say real quick, like Spooner is so good at explaining things. He is. Like, well, he's a teacher, right? So that so, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, but he is so good at it. Like Spooner, mm-hmm. um, I would want to take his classes. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. I just feel That'd like I would great. learn so much because that guy, he just he's he's he spells things out in a way that people like us can understand. Yeah, we can understand, <laughs> but we don't feel like we don't know anything either. Like we're not being talked to like children. But he can put it in simple terms. I did like the what Marty had said, we have lots of dates that seem to be focusing on mid 1600s mm-hmm. going back to the 1400s. The timbers they used back in the day were probably a hundred years old, right? That's about what they would have used for the size. So that brings us to the 1750s at the maximum. So that's really good information for them. And yeah. it's kind of proving itself over yeah, and so over. Basically, theoretically, between 1700 and 1750 is when all these trees would have been cut down. Uh, oh, yeah. Very cool stuff. Very good. Very good. All right. So Rick says that the road um, seems to uh, seems to out treed. I don't know what treed, huh? right? Yeah. Okay. Well, he hopes that the powers that be will um, accede to their wishes and we can perhaps do a little more investigation. Mm-hmm. All right. There is a side interview with Rick. He says, I've always believed that what happened here happened long ago. And by long ago, I mean, 14 or 1500s. Uh, so my thought is that the swamp work um, with similar dates as the money pit. Um, and that's awesome. And it's really hard Uh, to say that they're not connected in some way. Exactly. He didn't say awesome, by the way. All right. Um, Yeah. So good stuff, huh? It is exciting stuff. All right. So we do have one final little war room that we're going to get to, and it's actually Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the first episode of what we're doing here. Exactly. Um, So we have David Irving arriving to the war room with Rick, Scott, uh, Billy, and uh, Craig, and they're doing a video conference with Marty and Vanessa. Woo! And uh, some of David's team at Irving Equipment Limited mm-hmm. talk about boreholes in the money pit. Big ones. Big, the big ones. And so um, 
I don't know if there's a whole ton to talk about here, really, because mm -hmm. like, you know, basically they're just getting ready to bring the big cans on. Exactly. Um, at one point, uh, Rick says this is not like a. Um, it would be guesstimating at this point mm -hmm. um, to bring them immediately. Mm -hmm. So that that makes me think that this was actually recorded like weeks ago, like mm -hmm. maybe right the week or two after they arrived on the island. Mm -hmm. um, that's what that makes me think personally. Yeah. I mean, and they're just adding to the show because we're about to start rolling out the equipment. Yeah. We're about to start slamming some camp. Yeah. So and real exciting though. You know, Marty is kind of like, Hey, is D do, do you have a place? Do you have a, at least for sure one can or two cans, Craig <laughs> and Rick and Craig goes, uh, we've selected four cans <laughs> and I just laughed because I'm like, okay, overachiever. Like, yeah, well, Craig, uh, you know, it's his money too. Mm -hmm, He's like, exactly. I'm doing extra cans. I don't care what you say, Marty. Yeah. You can pay for two. I'll pay for the other two. That's right. <laughs> I can put my cans where I want to. And mm -hmm. hey, you know, if you put the first one down and we hit the blooms, it's all you everybody's getting paid in the blooms. Mm-hmm. Do it. I'm so excited that, for this. Yeah, because then they'll have a whole different set of problems, and they're good problems to have. They are good problems to have. So. And to put it in perspective, 10X isn't as big as these cans, and it took them like 10 years to get down 10X. What? That's one. They're going to do four. Maybe. Yeah, and that was like a de decades. Right. Compared to, eh, you know, four in a summer. Nah. That's, that's called progress of technology yo Woo! all right so i think that's it yeah so thanks for uh being here for the two episode recaps now we got some other things to get to the like, mega so yeah the mega so and then we got clot worthies okay so what is the other things we have to get to that's besides clot worthies nothing and that we heart everybody oh well obviously mm -hmm. so let's see here what the clot worthy moments let's talk about last week's winner all right so who won last week's clot worthy moment of the week which quote who? It was Clotworthy. Yeah, Clotworthy. He always wins. A duh. A possible tunnel or a shaft some 90 feet deep in the area where the team also recently found evidence of silver and gold. That's my favorite Clotworthy moment of the year. Oh, so far. I mean, like, that so that's good. pretty amazing. That was so good. Okay, two All new right. ones. Two new ones. Um, Clotworthy versus Clotworthy. Which one's first? A leather strap and metal buckle. Might they have belonged to someone who lived and farmed on the island after the Money Pit's discovery in 1795? I like it. <laughs> Maybe it's Samuel Balls. Maybe. I mean, that was my first thought. I'm was guessing it? no, but maybe. That's fun. All right. So the leather strap versus. The button discovered on lot four near the believed hatch feature containing traces of both silver and gold. <laughs> They, they were by each other. Yeah. I thought they should go hand in hand and compete. No, they're not going hand in hand. They're going versus each other now. Versus. All right. So if you would like, you can vote on this week's Clotworthy Moment of the Week. All you got to do is go to facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast. Then find our Facebook group. Join our group so you can vote. Join it. Yeah. You can join it and then you can um, uh, vote. 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 <laughs> For the Clotworthy <laughs> Moment of the Week. That's all you got to do. If so, you're in the group, you can vote. Could yeah, it so be I'll, an Oak Island group? Fingers crossed. I'll get that posted today. And then everybody can start voting. And then on the next episode, we'll tell you who won. Exactly. Is there anything else to chat about today? Oh, you know what? Uh, 
Okay, I have to I have to bring something up real quick because we've had such overwhelming love and support shown for us via Patreon. Oh my god! Over the past thank um, you, yeah, uh, week. So um, there's too many to name right now. So I will go with a few new pledges to mm -hmm. uh, support us on a monthly basis with a with a dollar amount. So thank you for this. Uh, so we got Robert Vanderber. We got Greg Garwood and Gabe Becker all supporting us. Um, thank you so much. It really does mean the world. Yeah. So um, we're going to, uh, I don't know. We have a new goal in Patreon. We'll actually not talk about it today. We'll talk about it because we're running out of time. We'll talk about it on our pregame. So come find us on Oak Island pregame. Tomorrow uh, night. Tomorrow night. Oh, uh, Facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast mm -hmm. at uh, what time? Five o'clock Pacific. Yes. Uh, eight o'clock Eastern, an hour before the Curse of Oak Island premieres. Yeah, or not premieres, but you know the episode comes before on. Before the, the episode States. comes on, and right. we'll talk, 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 talk with y'all. Yeah, uh, how do they find us if they want to? Obviously that. on Facebook, like you just said, mm -hmm. at Oak Island Podcast. On Instagram, at Oak Island Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Oak Island Pod. You can email us at Oak Island Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We also have a website, oakislandpodcast.com. So if you want to buy some swag, I know people have been buying up those mugs like crazy for you Christmas your, gifts. Grab it. Let's show it real quick. If you if you're on a podcast and you can't uh see this, um go look for this on YouTube or something because this uh, mug is incredible that these are showing. And that's just one design. There's like mm -hmm. uh five or six just designs. Wait till over the Guptill guarantee gets put on one. Yeah, so you could go there, and uh, I mean, it's it's getting close to Christmas. If you place an order, you might get it before Christmas. So mm -hmm. go place the your orders. The mugs have been going out pretty quick. Yeah, so that's good. So. All right, is there anything else? We want to thank you guys for being here on uh, in the chat and Facebook and YouTube. We love seeing you guys. I wish we can uh, uh, chat more. Come see me tomorrow night on my new podcast with yes. my friend Dusty Dust. What is it called? <laughs> Dust off the past. There you go. Sorry, it's a new. Dustin. It's new. Or, uh, yeah, sorry. The past. Dustin off the past because my friend's name is Dustin, or we call him Dusty, and I'm Dustin, and we're Dustin off the past talking about 80s, 90s, and 2000s stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific and 9, 10, 11. Yeah, 11.30 uh, Eastern. Sorry. We got to go. Take yes. it easy. We'll see you tomorrow night. We'll talk about your podcast tomorrow night, too. So and? until next time. Could it be? Good night.